So if you're concerned about the quality of the air you're breathing, and you should be, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier uses proven oxy technology that destroys viruses, bacteria, and mold by sending out O3 molecules, and they destroy all the bad molecules. Now, I don't know all the science, but I do know that with more than 350,000 sold, you know it works. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm is a purifier, not a filter. In fact, there's no filters that you have to buy over and over again. You can plug it in wherever you want better air or have odors to get rid of. I put mine in the kitchen because we do a lot of cooking, especially seafood. It's great for the basement, the mudroom, or if you travel, great for hotels. It also makes a great gift, and right now you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack. Three, three units for under $200. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in discount code TONY, and save $200. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, PureDeals.com, discount code TONY, and shipping is free. Happy Monday and welcome to Newsmax Daily for June 5th, 2023, the 156th day of the year. And even though the weekend may have felt a lot like summer, we have 16 more days actually until the calendar officially says summer. Today, the calendar officially says it's World Environment Day, which should be every day. But this day was officially established in 1972 by the UN General Assembly as a day to bring awareness to environmental issues and encourage people and governments to act on it. On the food calendar, it's National Veggie Burger Day. So if you're into that, celebrate with a veggie burger for lunch or dinner. I hope you had a terrific and safe weekend doing the things you love to do. As always, there was plenty of news being made while you were having fun or relaxing with the fam. A lot of it coming from Iowa. And a big scare in D.C. Sunday with the F-16s being sent up due to a small plane that was flying erratically in restricted airspace over the nation's capital. The Pentagon says the pilot of the small jet was incapacitated. Social media yesterday was flooded with posts about a sonic boom, which they say actually came from the F-16 fighter jets that were cleared for supersonic speed. With the pilot being unconscious, that plane ended up crashing near the George Washington National Forest, none of the four people on board surviving. Today, we're hearing that it was a, a business jet related to a family in Florida. In Iowa, every declared Republican presidential candidate except Donald Trump and some other Republicans gathered there for Senator Joni Ernst's annual Roast and Ride event. The road to 2024, it runs through Iowa. Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Asa Hutchinson, little-known businessman Perry Johnson, and former Vice President Mike Pence, who rode his motorcycle into the event, announcing that he will announce his run for the White House during another event in Iowa later this week. Newsmax's Tom Basile, host of Saturday's America Right Now, was there. You're about to get on a motorcycle. I ride 50 miles a road king. into a road king. Yeah. Into the ride 50 miles into the uh, the, the state fairgrounds. Yes. If that doesn't say I'm running for president, I don't know what is. Are you ready to make it official? <laughs> well, we're looking forward to being back in Iowa next Wednesday. Yeah. You know, yeah. Karen and I spent a lot of time over the last two years reflecting and frankly praying about uh, where we might uh, 
next serve our country after our years in Congress, our years as governor of Indiana, and years as vice president. And uh, we've come to a decision. I thought there'd be no better place to announce yeah. uh, our decision than right here in the Hawkeye State. Now, let me ask you about that, Mr. Vice President. Why here in the Hawkeye State? Why Iowa? Why not in Indiana? So for all those years. Well, you know, we're, uh, um, you know, Indiana will always be home. But look, Iowa has played for generations an outsized role in shaping our national leadership. And now when we see the failed policies of the Biden administration and Democrats in Washington, when we we literally uh, see policies under President Joe Biden that have weakened America at home and abroad, uh, I, I know we're going to be able to count on the people of Iowa to play that role, to shape the leadership of our party, mm -hmm. to ensure that we deliver a victory for the American people in 2024. Some uh, pundits have, have, have speculated about what your lane is here. Uh, how, how do you set yourself apart from your former running mate who's currently the packet? Right. Well, the lane I'm concerned about today is the one between in the white line, Tom. I'm going to try and stay in that lane on that big Harley Road King. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll, I'll leave that to the folks. Like the people that know the Pences know I'm a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican in that movement since the days of the Reagan administration. And I'm really proud of the record of the Trump Pence administration. But look, the president and I have our differences. Uh, not a difficult day at the end of the administration, but frankly, a different vision for the country going forward. And uh, could we make an <laughs> week that we're a candidate come Wednesday? Uh, we'll be drawing those contrasts. So we'll be laying out that vision. And uh, I just I just trust that Republican primary voters are going to sort it out and choose the right standard bearer for our party. So there you go. Pence will announce on Wednesday an attempt to make a case why voters should vote for him. And going back to late Friday, the day before that, the DOJ cleared Pence of any wrongdoing in his possession of classified documents and said he will not face any charges. It must be a relief to you, but former President Trump says he's uh, as innocent as you are, if not more. Do you believe that? And given some of the other evidence that has come forward, do you believe that he could be uh, in trouble when it comes to that issue? Well, first, let me say I thought it was important that... Uh after President Joe Biden was found to have multiple caches of classified documents dating back to his days as vice president, uh, that, we, uh, that we examine our own records. And uh, we fully cooperated over the last four or five months. And uh, uh, I, it was an innocent mistake. I'm pleased the Department of Justice has uh, confirmed that. And uh, you know, I, I, I don't know uh, the details of the president's uh, situation. I do know presidents do have the ability to declassify materials, uh, but you know, my hope is the Department of Justice will be just as thorough in examining uh, President Biden's experience when he was vice president retaining classified documents as yeah. they did for me or as they have for President Trump, because we, we've got to have equal treatment under the law in America. Former Vice President Mike Pence in Iowa Saturday saying all the right things as he typically does. Last week when Trump spoke in Iowa, he said everyone other than DeSantis is polling at one or two percent and he doesn't know why they're even bothering to get in the race except for maybe trying to get a cabinet position or possibly be his running mate. That comment actually spurred on by someone in the crowd as you heard in the podcast last week. But you know, Pence isn't going to be the VP or in the cabinet. So 
It'll be interesting to see how he attempts to make his lane, as Tom Basile so diplomatically said. He also spoke with little-known candidate Perry Johnson, a businessman who previously ran for governor of Michigan. Mr. Johnson, thank you for making the time for us today here on Newsmax. Delighted. Uh, you were in a bus, then you were going all across America, and you're talking about two cents to save America. Talk to us about that. Well, I think the government spends too much money. In fact, they're wasting your money. Keep in mind that in the United States right now, people get their power by the amount of money they have in their budget. So they go out of their way to make sure every single penny is spent. Think about how absurd this is. They start in about April, May, and they make sure every single cent is spent. I say, we're gonna do just the opposite. Instead of having Washington increase their budget every year, put us 32 trillion in debt, we're gonna freeze the budget. Cut two cents out of every dollar of discretionary spending every year. And the beauty of this is, as we get down to 2% inflation, and we grow the economy, We'll balance the budget. Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to think one, about one thing. Okay. When we are $32 trillion in debt, and it costs every family $610 a month just on the interest on that debt, and we have to borrow money from China in order to survive, wouldn't you say it's about time that the government says, hey, Let's stop spending so much. No, I think I think a lot of people who are here at this event, a lot of folks around the country would would agree with you. It always comes down to how we just had this debt ceiling vote in Washington. We were talking to Senator Tim Scott. Didn't think that it was a great a great deal. What did you think of what happened in D.C. this week? I thought it was nuts. They said we have record spending. Part of the reason they gave was COVID. But but we don't have COVID anymore. Shouldn't they have gone back to where we were in 2016 or 17 mm -hmm. and said okay? That's where we should be now. The fact that we are increasing mm -hmm. our budget, despite the fact that we are now 12 trillion in debt more now than we were when Trump took office six years ago. Perry Johnson, as I mentioned, was running for governor of Michigan last year, but the state's elections bureau claimed that he filed thousands of fraudulent nominating signatures. He announced his White House candidacy to a group of supporters back in February. He also spoke at CPAC, and one would assume that Donald Trump wasn't there, A, because he was just there a day or two before the ride and roast, which may not really be Donald Trump's thing, and two, Donald Trump doesn't need to be there. I mean, he's still polling 30%, 35% in some polls over DeSantis, and then everybody else has 1% or 2%, as he mentioned. However, over the weekend on his Truth social platform, he did post a message to North Korea's Kim Jong-un about the North being elected to the executive board of the World Health Organization, which immediately gave all the candidates at the ride and roast some ammunition on Trump's foreign policies. DeSantis also fired back at Trump's comment about him campaigning on eight years versus Trump's four years. Don't let anyone tell you they can do this in 24 hours or in six months or anything like that. Uh, this is going to be trench warfare. You got to understand how to use the levers of power. And former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley appeared on Newsmax Live from Iowa over the weekend. 
This is an event that is important for you to, to be at and other GOP candidates, but the Republican presidential frontrunner, Donald Trump, is skipping this event. And he's also alluded to the fact that he's going to be skipping um, some of those early debates. What's your reaction there? You know, I mean, President Trump's going to do what President Trump does. I think it's a mistake that he's not here touching hands with Iowans, but that's his choice. And when it comes to the debates, I think it's a great opportunity for everybody to see exactly who they have to choose from and put our experience up there. I'll put my record up against anyone um, on that stage. And so, you know, look, I hope he's in it. But if he chooses not to be, we'll go on without him. What do you think about the new RNC debate standards right now and in terms of how many people you believe should be participating in this? I think they've set their criteria at um, 1% in the polls and 40,000 donors. We've already had that in the first six weeks. We had 70,000 donations from all 50 states. 67,000 of those donations were $200 or less. You know, to me, we're going to be on that stage. We're going to go and fight for the American people's support, and we'll see what happens. It really doesn't matter to me. There's never been a debate stage that I'm afraid of, and there's not one that I'm um, looking, you know, not wanting to do. We will be on every debate stage that we need to, and I think it's a great opportunity for the candidates to have to show what they're really made of. Former South Carolina governor and U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley under Trump on Saturday agenda with Kilmaney Ducart. Two of the biggest topics in those presidential debates will, of course, be the economy, as it always is, and the chaos, the insanity at the border that has become a major, major problem, like I said, for the entire country. In Chicago, where there are already more than enough problems and issues without the influx of thousands and thousands of migrants, city officials, city council voted to approve $51 million more in funding to deal with it, money for things like food, housing, and services. 13 council members, including Raymond Lopez of Chicago's 15th Ward, voted against it. I can pull up my checking account and see what I've spent in the last six months. The city of Chicago, for some reason, can't figure out how to do that when it comes to the migrant situation. And I think that's because they don't want to show who has been benefiting, who has been profiting, and what has the outcome been. Wake Up America Weekend Edition spoke with Lopez and Art Del Cueto, VP of the National Border Patrol Council. So what the mayor says that the migrants who want to stay can stay, but at what point do the migrants start financially contributing themselves? And they can't work legally, so I'm not sure how they would do that. But, you know, what about the, the people of Chicago? They, they're, they're paying for this. Well, I think that's the issue, and that's where the animosity that we see build up comes from. Let's be honest. What's happening is they're creating a magnet for people to continue to come and, and receive, uh, you know, everything for free. Uh, as long as you continue to do that, that's not going to stop. So if Chicago has a problem right now with their budget and they're saying, hey, we can do it for a month or we can do it for a couple months, you better be prepared to do it for a longer time than that, because once you create that magnet and you send out the message that say, hey, we're going to welcome anyone to come here, plus we're going to give you free benefits when you show up, it's never going to stop. You know, uh, you have to point the finger where it's supposed to be pointing, and it's at the administration. They created the original magnet, and it ain't just Chicago that's suffering. Individuals that are coming across are going to different parts of the United States. And, and it's because of that magnet that's been created. So, you know, it's it's good to say, hey, look, uh, we're going to be nice. We're humanitarian. We're going to help people out. I get that. I understand that. And But the way you stop this humanitarian crisis is you look at how it was caused and who caused it. And it was caused because this administration removed policies. 
the minute you place those policies back in and you tell people, look, when you come across and you ask for asylum, you're not going to be released and then show up to your court date whenever you decide to show up. You're going to have to you're going to be forced to prove your asylum case. And until you do, you won't be re released. All that funding that's be being given to people that, you know, while they're here, that could be given to detain these individuals first and foremost. When you start doing that, the numbers alone will drop because people then realize I can't just claim asylum and get released and go to different cities in America and receive free benefits. Now I have to prove my case. That alone will drop the numbers. That's how you fix the problem. That's Art Del Cueto, vice president of the National Border Patrol Council on Wake Up America Weekend Edition. That's Saturday and Sundays at 7 a.m. Eastern. Wake Up America Weekdays begins at 6.30. And that is not a problem that is unique to Chicago, right? That's happening in New York, in Washington, D.C., in Atlanta, in Houston, of course, and other cities in the border states of Texas and Arizona and many other cities around the country preparing for it. Stay tuned because there's plenty more to come on that. Have you heard anything, anything from the border czar? Either have I. In Washington, the FBI is expected to bring a document to Capitol Hill today that some Republicans say describes a $5 million criminal bribery scheme involving President Biden and a foreign national. This comes after House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer threatened to hold FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress. We talked about that last week. Democrats are, of course, calling it a political stunt that will prove nothing. Meanwhile, the president president has a bilateral meeting at the White House today with the Prime Minister of Denmark and then hosts the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. And in Missouri yesterday, St. Louis, Kyle Busch won the NASCAR race, his third win of the season. The Miami Heat won Game 2 of the NBA Finals in Denver last night. Game 3 will be Wednesday night in the Magic City. That's Miami. Tonight is Game 2 of the Stanley Cup playoffs in Vegas. The Florida Panthers look to even up that series at one game apiece. By the way, ticket sales for these things are just absolutely insane for the Stanley Cup playoff games or the NBA. And then you add those insane uh, Ticketmaster service fees on top of that. And it'll cost you thousands of dollars to go to the game to sit in the nosebleed sections. Couple of business headlines today. Tesla's China sales up 2.4% in the month of May. That according to Yahoo Finance. Check this out. Tesla's annual China-made vehicle sales were up. 142% for the year, about 100% more than any other EV maker in China. And today is Apple's World Development Day. That's the day that investors and all the Apple geeks get all excited about where, they, where the company debuts new products and teases things to come. So keep an eye on both of those stocks today. If you're not already watching Newsmax, it is available on most major cable systems. I remind you, like AT&T, Comcast, Cox, DirecTV, Dish, Spectrum, and others. It's also available on your favorite platforms like Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, and many others. And make sure you download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, it's easy to do, and then you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime you want. Thank you you for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your day as we kick off the new week and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute.
every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.